Welcome. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what I've discovered? If I don't mute the mic or if I unmute the mic when the music's playing, it comes on. Welcome to Reckless Speculation. The show usually starts with me talking and nobody hears. But tonight, you can hear me. Of course, Raj is late, but that's given. If you don't know, that's a rare Indian religious setting to be at least 20 minutes late for all events. So to my right, and happy birthday, Raj. We miss you, brother. We'll see you in a minute. Over here, Robbie Davis taking a day off, relaxing, ain't been doing nothing important today. Welcome to the show. I'm sure you've prepped all day. Oh, yeah, you know, just been busy the last couple of days, but uh, took the afternoon off to uh, rejuvenate and uh, glad to be here. Um, yet uh, successful jury verdict and uh, moving on to the next one. And next to him in a god-awful Chicago Cubs shirt that nobody knows why he's wearing, Brandon Chain, welcome in. What is your allegiance to the Cubs? And do you even know that's a Cubs shirt? I do. I do. Um, so several years back, I, so as a kid growing up, I used to be a huge baseball fan. Um, I liked both the Braves and the Cubs um, and then just kind of got out of baseball following it. Uh, but several years back in college, uh, I, I kind of picked a team. I, I liked the lovable losers at that point. You know, they just could never win anything. Uh, Actually went to the World Series Game Three. I was in, uh, not at the game, but I was in Wrigleyville. Uh, me and Dave Hicks uh, flew down less than 24 hours there. Uh, it's a good time, but yeah, I am a Cubs fan. Um, haven't been a, you know, lifer like a lot of the Cubs fans, but I was on the bandwagon way before the World Series. So, um, and I've, I've been going through this complete rebuild and blow up that that we're struggling through um, 11 and 19 right now. So. We'll see. So I don't know what makes it worse. Chris being a Cubs Alabama fan or you being a Cubs Ohio State fan. I've got to think on that one for a little while. I will get back to you, which is worse. But that's another subject. First of all, welcome to the slow time of the year. I know you're thinking, what can these idiots talk about right now? But look, there's a few things to get through. And Robbie, I want to start with something. Uh, as I understand, with no knowledge of horses, no knowledge of racing, there's a bunch of people that love to gamble that stood around Saturday betting a bunch of money on horses they didn't even know what was. You actually had a theory. It turned out to be wrong. 80 to one shot wins the Kentucky Derby. He put $100 down. How much could you have collected? <laughs> Well, that's just a simple math problem, 80 to 1. But, no, but which uh, – so I was sitting here on – so I, I worked all weekend, uh, but got home for the Kentucky Derby because I have this little – I don't know. It, it's just the Derby and the Triple Crown. You watch the Preakness, the Belmont. I watch them all. Um, I, I've been to the Derby. It is a great, great time. Hey, I'm doing my 10-year bachelor party thing there next year. So, yeah, so we're a, all going to be there a next 10 year. 10-year bachelor party? What? Yeah, it's a new it's thing. Like a, it's like a high school reunion? It's no, just... no, it's a, new, it's a new thing I've invented, a 10-year bachelor party reunion at the Kentucky Derby. We'll talk later. 
But my ten my year anniversary usually involves Davis, Kessler, and Davis, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So so anyways, um the yeah, the Derby, I mean, it's uh, you know, two minutes, the most exciting two minutes in sports, as they say. Um the guy with uh what was it, Rich Sport of Rich Rich something? Rich uh, Strike. Rich Strike. Yeah, like from where he came from the back at that time to come through and beat the favorites. Well, what happened was, and obviously we're none of us are sporting ex- horse racing experts, but they started too fast. And we've all watched Secretariat. We've all seen that movie. Mm-hmm. The the field started too fast. And then it was once it started that fast, it was ripe for an underdog taking. And that's what happened. The, the and I, I'm not sure who was responsible of the the, the leaders, but they the, at least two or three of them were too fast out the gate in that first quarter mile, half mile, mile. They they, they blew the chance for the favorites to win. Uh, Robbie, it wasn't that he was behind. This horse was like next to last and in, caught on the inside. Shane, that was, if you've not watched the video around social media of his run from outside or from the inside to win this, it is very epic. It is. And I mean, dodging through traffic, you know, right, left, cutting inside, middle. um, And you could just see it happening with that overview perspective. Like he, he could have lacked the field if they would have kept going. Like it was just incredible. Um, but yeah, I, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch it live. I was uh, at the Corn Ferry tournament rooting on one of our local friends here, uh, Brent Grant, who actually won it. Um, but it was one of the craziest like finishes on a derby that I've seen uh, to come back from that far. And and that fast. Well, and I don't remember Derby necessarily in the past, but they left the rail wide open for someone to come in and cut down, just like Rich Strike did. And he came in and just took took the shortest path to victory. Yeah, and the crazy thing, you know, he was not even supposed to be there. He was a drawing, um, which is thirty thousand dollar horse. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's I bet not he's a thirty thousand dollar horse today. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! The best part was he tried to attack the uh, t- attack the horse, walking yeah. him to victory lane. He was feisty. Yeah, well, they said he was still in race mode, you know. Yeah, and was still. He was just shocked. He had won. He's like, "Oh my god, what stud fees I'm about to make!" Oh, yeah. well, what, what what was the best? Was the owners were like. Oh yeah, we don't enter a horse we don't expect to win. Like, yeah, okay. Like, no, you, you, you were headed to New York. You turned around, came back to Kentucky, and then sure. yeah, yeah, you didn't expect to win this thing at all. Like, just be no. honest. Like, yeah, yeah, it was a hell mary. Yeah, they they were on the waiting list. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were not. They tried to enter, uh, obviously, but uh, you know, the airplane did a U turn in the air and, and got yeah. back to Kentucky. They're, they're like the 13th person in our fantasy football league. Just waiting. <laughs> they're waiting for criminal to go to jail. Yeah. Hey, that's the guy waiting for a criminal spot. $100 ticket. Offside betting. 
paid $8,188. Yeah. So I had to be. 80 to 1 will get you. Mm, 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 it's mm. crazy. Somebody had a, uh, I'm looking at some winning uh, tickets, a, a $3,000 futures uh, win. I'm just I'm just excited I now have a uh, horse gambling account. This new app on my phone, so now I can just gamble twenty four seven all over the world. There, there's Dude. always horses. Like I'm like the guy in my home. that's the guy at the casino at four in the morning that's sitting there in the horse race <laughs> lounge. Like just yeah, I'm betting those guys. Yeah. yeah, that's me. Currently, that's my that's my life. Do yeah. you remember one of the first shows you were ever on? You were talking about the pitiful guy. You are him now. Welcome. Yes, yes. Welcome all, it took, all it took was two Kentucky Derbies later to find out the, how to download the app. That That is a foreshadowing of Robbie Davis at 55 years old, I'm afraid. All right, man. Anybody, anybody else? Was it what, fun? Fun Derby, though. Let's uh, move along to, to, to a horse or a stud of his own that got paid large this week. And I mean large, as in more money than he's ever made in the NFL. Uh, we've had a conversation about this. Foxworth put in a situation where they had lost Tony Romo. They've lost their top of the line. Uh, Eli and Peyton Manning's alternative broadcast on Monday Night Football doing huge numbers. Fox steps up and pays Tom Brady at the end of his career. This contract picks up, I, I assume. If he plays one, two, three, five years, it picks up then. Ten years, $375 million to be the face of Fox Sports. Robbie, is it ironic that he's going to make more money broadcasting football than he's made playing football? So... This to me has so many layers, and I want to see the contract. Um, well, one to me, it's reckless on Fox to say a guy who's never done what he's going to be asked to do gets paid thirty-seven million dollars a year, and also look, the NFL rights are coming up in twenty twenty-four. I got news for you guys. Amazon, Apple, Google, they're all in play. Fox and ABC and ESPN, they're a fraction of the market value of what those other companies are. So who's to say they even have the rights to these contracts? So you're suggesting you pay three seventy five for Brady and then you don't even get football? That would be my... If I'm an executive, that would be my worry. Yes, I just paid three seventy-five. I'm Fox, like Amazon, Google, Apple. You can take Fox's biggest contract; they can double it without flinching. Like this is this is a dangerous game to play. Um, and so I don't know what the guarantees are. I don't know what the contingencies are. But to me, for Fox, like. I don't think Brady's going to be bad. Like, he can be Tony Romo. Like, I can see the field. I can do all this. But look, like, all right, so let's say, let's say if it's Brandon 
on CBS on Sunday at 4.15, are you going to turn it, tune in or not? Of course you are. It's the NFL. Like, it doesn't matter who's talking. You can put it on mute, and you're going to show up. Like, I don't get this high salary for people calling NFL games when people are going to watch anyways. As I said, Brandon, it, there'll be a few hundred thousand people that would rather look at Tom Brady than me tune in. But I can't think. Uh, you, We all know I do high school football. I think I would probably be better at doing the game than Tom Brady from a statistical analysis where we're at. But Tom Brady's Tom Brady. What does he really bring to it? Or is it something we don't see he brings to it? I think this is Tony Romo 2.0. I think you're going to see a way better analysis than what Romo gave. Now, his was great. But this is the GOAT we're talking about. This guy has been tearing up defenses for twenty-two, almost 22 years, 21 years. Um, you know, and I think it's warranted. This is the market value now. I think, uh, you know, along with NFL, he's going to be doing some college potentially. Um, you know, it's just, you know, inflation, everything. It's, it, I think it's kind of the going right. And it's, yeah, it's a, somewhat of a gamble because you haven't seen him break down a game publicly live, but. I think he. I think he's going to be great at it. And go ahead. Let me ask you this: How many times have you watched a football game in a sports bar with no volume on at all? I'm going to answer. Um, well, I'm I'm watching an NBA game right now with no volume on. Right, now, so. and so, and you're going to watch it. And we watched the Titans without the Titans sound off, like the. The announcers, it's not like they're like it seems to me like Fox is going back to the radio days, like this radio personality is gonna sell product. It doesn't. The NFL sells their product. I disagree though a little bit. You look at you look are, are you at where kidding me? you, you listen, think one right. second. Right. Look at look at the market now. Look how expensive ticket prices are getting. Look at like people can't afford to go to games now. So you want greater entertainment at home. You're looking for these announcers to break down games um, in the moment. Uh, it, this, these are going to bring, you know, potentially more fans and more people are staying home watching it. You know, you know, seven, eight games at a time. Uh, you know, I, I think it's really going to benefit. You're trying to you're trying to sell your point, but it's not true. They're they're watching the game because it is the game. Like they're watching football because that is football. Like, like they don't care about what someone talks about. They're no, watching. you're. It's a valid point what you're saying. It, yeah, if if they're wanting to watch the Packers, they don't care what station they're yeah, on. Yeah, so, 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 so I can get someone for ten million dollars a year, as opposed to thirty-seven million, or five million, or two. You can, you can hire me for a million a year. Yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, cheap. We we don't care what they spend on. I'm just saying I don't think it's a bad investment necessarily for Fox because uh, it's it's somewhat of the going rate. Well, so 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 I think Fox has to have some. So so this is what, reckless speculation, and let me talk real quick, Randall. Reckless speculation, real quick. There was talk that 
Brady going to the Dolphins, he was going to be a minority owner. And so I think Brady has some kind of already agreement with some team. He's going to be a minority owner. And that's going to help the Fox keep that television contract. Because I'm telling you guys, these television contracts are not going to stay with the mainstream. They're, they're going to, they're going to jump to, to the tech companies. And so ABC's, you only have so much money. They're already ABC pays what a hundred million dollars a week for Monday Night Football, and it's going to triple in twenty twenty four. There's only so much money in the bank. Yeah, but you know, you just pass that along to your subscriptions for commercials or whatever else. I mean, it's it's inflation. Everything grows. Everything it, it's economics. So I I don't I know he's at the top of the market, but I mean, this is where it's headed in broadcasting. I mean, look at the deals that everyone else is getting with these tech companies. I mean, they've got to compete to get these faces out there. So let me, let me, let me add something to both of your points you made. I don't think Tom Brady breaks down games, Brandon. I, I think he dumbs down games for the average fan. Uh, you hear ex-coaches break down film. It doesn't sound like the Tony Romo or the, Tom Brady breaking down film. It's it's vastly, vastly different. But I think what they do is they're able to simplify the game so an average fan can understand what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly what I was about to say. Uh, I agree, but with his knowledge of the game, I think he can simplify it to where, like you said, uh, people that are an average fan can understand what think, is going on and how it's how it's happening. If Tom Brady, Peyton Manning started talking about football, I would be like same conversation of me listening to Einstein discuss the theory of relativity. Second of all, Robbie, I agree with you. It is an outrageous amount of money for for a face. But is Tom I asked the question on the text the other day. Is Tom Brady worth more in the broadcast booth or the boardroom? Greg Olson, the former tight end, all pro, is a great, great, he's great in the booth. If you haven't heard him, listen to him. But if you have Coca-Cola walking into your boardroom and your box, and you're about to sell them a billion-dollar package, and you go, here's Greg Olson, eh, Nobody really knows who that is. If you have Coca-Cola walk in and you say, this is going to be the phase. This is Tom Brady. Does that make the price of this package a little more understandable? Well, well, so it depends because like, so with NBC right now, you have Tony Romo calling games. And Tony Romo tells you exactly exactly what they're going to call, how they're going to play it, and that's either beneficial for you or annoying for you. I assume Brazen the same thing with Fox. Like he's going to say, "This is how the lineup is. They're going to they're going to do this. They're going to do that." I don't think you want a NFL product where people tell you exactly what's going to happen before it happens. <clears throat> so, um. I just 
don't I don't I don't know where this all fits. And this is, you know, I think that you may want Brady maybe on Monday night. I just can't see him and Romo back to back on competing channels. It's gonna be a lot of just them telling you what's gonna happen. And so well, to your point, Robbie, that's that's the whole thing is you know, Romo's been one of the most famous broadcasters since he's been on the scene. And that's exactly what he does is tell people what's going to happen before it happens. But do you like that? I hate it. I don't mind it. I think it's, you know, it, it shows the knowledge of, of, you know, breaking down a defense and, and that side of it. Um, But I I don't necessarily think Brady's going to copycat that. Maybe he does, who knows, but you know, worth is what people are willing to pay. Um, And that's what people are willing to pay for Tom Brady. So to, you know, to get upset about a contract or, you know, good for him. Yeah. You know, he, he just made more money than he did in 21 years in the NFL. So. Oh, I completely agree. Yes. Uh, yeah. Tom Brady, go cash that check. Yes. Yes. I'm just jealous about your agent. Yeah. The one thing, the one thing that these guys like Romo and Brady do and, and on a bit much smaller radius i meet with coaches every thursday before my broadcast and i'll go in and i'll talk to our coach at our high school right before i go on the air and not so much with our new coach i haven't got that relationship but coach pruitt the old man coach pruitt jeremy pruitt's dad and i for years when he was at plainview i could talk to him pre-game and he would tell me um he would make me look like a genius but he'd also give me a list of things he didn't want to talk about. If you see them in two safety, don't mention that I'm going to run the ball because next week we're going to play five and they do the same thing. Hey, if I catch them with 21 on 11, I'm going to post them to death. So from the booth, if I look out and I see 21 on 11, I'm going to say, hey, right here, look for them to post the thing. Now, if you're listening to me broadcast, you think I'm a genius. Now, Tom Brady, Tom Romo, they can read the field that way. I can't. But if you're listening to me on the air and you hear Tony, me go, oh, they're going to throw the post here, and they do, you think I'm the same kind of guy. So those yeah. coaches, and they want they want these guys to look like stars too. It helps the game. Yeah. I, I think, Robbie, I enjoy the Manning broadcast because it's more like two brothers sitting there watching a game. It's more like a conversation. You, mm-hmm. me, and Chain would have watching a game than it is a broadcast. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so the Manning broadcast is um, really, really good. I think of, like, the Turner broadcast, the TNT broadcast in basketball with Chuck, Kenny, uh, Ernie, and Shaq. That's I- perfection. Like that's, that, that's, like, that's so good. And like they just have fun. I don't know if Brady can just have fun like that. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know Brady, but like he just doesn't know the person that can be like that. I'm not an NBA fan. I've never been a huge NBA fan. We've talked about it here. I I watch NBA, but I'm not a huge fan. If I see the pregame show coming on, even if I don't want to watch the game, the best. It's much watch TV to hear Chuck and Shaq and Ken. Oh. Yeah, hundred percent. Must must watch TV. It's it, like so, so. So there's PTI in my opinion. PTI, and then 
that show and that those are the top two sports shows and the, and then it's a drastic decrease from everything else. Yeah, yeah. I, I I enjoy I enjoy Barstool and some of the podcasts like Big Cat, yeah. but it's definitely different than even PTI. It's more degenerate gambler based than yeah anything it else. Is. Well, and to Robbie's point earlier, you know, chances are you know, 80% of the population are not really going to care who's announcing or, or doing whatever in the booth. Um, but the other 20% are, are going to be pretty entertained with, you know, potentially entertained. You know, we haven't seen Brady. That's the thing. It's, it's a gamble. Right I have now, not seen it. We Last haven't seen question, it. Though, I want to get on before we move on. Is Tom Brady in the booth February or, uh, September of 2023? Is he in the booth or on the sidelines of the Miami Dolphins or some other team, Robbie? Well, with this contract, the way it's written, when he retires, he gets $375 million. Yeah, he's gonna play till they take him off the field. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he'll be on the field still. Absolutely. Let's see, forty. He's forty-four this get, year. If you can get twenty-five million, thirty million, whatever it is, to play, and you have three hundred seventy-five million waiting on you, yeah, you play. Still playing at a top. I don't care how rich you are. He's forty, forty-four, right? Yeah, so this year. I think he turns 44 this year. His goal is to play 45. I think he plays to 45. You know, obviously it could be situational. Like Robbie said, the part he was offered part ownership, the whole Miami thing. That was that was a big back channel deal that was going on. Um, but totally agree. You've got you've got a 10 year, 375 million. That's your waiting for you whenever, whenever. You think if he plays at 45, that's 55 years old. He's retired at 55. He's never going to – I mean, he obviously doesn't have to do anything else for the rest of his life, but it's it's incredible. Kudos to him. He's the GOAT. He's even the GOAT in the broadcasting era, and he hasn't even well, stepped foot in the booth. What, what, happens, what happens if Fox loses the NFL contract? Hey, they, they, they got to pay the guy. Tom I mean, they got to figure out Tom Brady. Like these and- contracts are coming up. Like they're coming up. And Fox, these, I know the tech companies are going to dip into a lot of that revenue, but these big time networks are still going to get theirs. Maybe not all of theirs, but they're still going to get theirs. So uh, there is a lot of back channel stuff that we don't know about. It's oh, not know. what you know, it's who you know. And these people are, ma- are making side all deals. Right. It, it's, let's, let's, for hypothetical, what if Amazon says we'll pay you seven hundred million dollars more than Fox will? If Amazon knows something that other people don't, and they can back it up, then yeah. And I think that's what's going on here. And they, then, I think and then, and then Fox, there's Google and there's Apple TV. Like I know. But during the wild, the, the next two years, the wild wild west is happening. There, TV. there are back channel deals back channel handshakes that are going on there is no way they would stick their neck out that far if there wasn't a guaranteed plan a plan b plan c like they 
I, I agree. I agree. I, I think I agree. 100%. I think there has to be there has to be something they, concrete saying they know what Fox. They so know Fox is gonna have to pay up. And so ESPN ESPN's gonna have to go basically go broke for this contract. Before we move on to John Morant, I got some facts for you guys. This will close out on Brady. And I, I found this list and I was just mesmerized by it. The number, last time Tom Brady wasn't in the NFL. What was going on in culture? Maria Maria by Santana was the number one song in America. Rotten Tomatoes was a launching website that had just begun. The most popular app in computer world was AOL Instant Messenger. Google had not even launched yet. Mark Zuckerberg was in high school. That's our age, my mine and Brandon's age. Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears were a couple. This is the one that got me. PlayStation 2 had just been released in Japan. The most popular phone was a Nokia. I love those. Those are awesome back in the snake game. Michigan I never State had an idea. I was Motorola. Uh, you State had the little flip defeated. Motorola StarTac. Michigan yeah. State just Dang. defeated Florida to win the NCAA basketball tournament. 14 year old was preparing for his first Olympics. And here's the one I'm going to ask y'all see if you could get. What quarterback? Was taking number one, the mo- overall number, the first quarterback off the board in the 2000 draft. A 2000 draft? 2000 draft. That was Brady's year. Who was the first quarterback taken? Uh, Rivers? Carson. No, it was Carson. Carson Palmer was too old. Uh, let's I see. It was, uh... He grew up. In Knoxville, Tennessee. I have no idea. Yeah. He, um, he, went to, uh, he went to Marshall as a five foot nine. Chad Pennington. There you go. Was the first quarterback drafted in 2000. I, in saying that, I fully believe. Who drafted him? The Jets. <laughs> Put, hey, I Bill Porcells took him to a was AFC Championship game, or maybe AFC Championship yeah. game. You're right. Bill right, Porcells could can coach anyone to any level that he. he oh. wants to do. That was a great conversation. I'm sure we'll come back to Brady, but let's quickly run across the state. Just as I got into the NBA playoffs, I am out of the NBA playoffs. John Morant. And the Memphis Grizzlies were taking Golden State to the limits. And then a lot have been been made that Jordan Poole pulled John Marant's leg, what caused it to happen. The Grizzlies officially said it's a, a bone bruise. Yeah. I cannot buy the things the Grizzlies are saying about Jordan Poole hurt him intentionally. But the shame of it, Shane, 
this was a great series that we're now missing at least one of the top three or four players in the NBA from. It is for sure. Um, John Morant is, you know, a new guy on the scene uh, that is just electric. He's fun to watch every night. Uh, but it was not Jordan Poole. If you if you have any common sense and you went back and watched that replay, there there's no chance that that caused a bone bruise. Yeah. Now, a, you know, a sprained knee or a rolled ankle, I could see that out of that pull of the, the knee. But to, to have a bone bruise and somebody just grabbing your leg, come on. I mean, wh- what are you doing here? That is the reverse of ba- breaking the bro code, like what everyone's tweeting about right now. Like, that's a bro code break, in my opinion, is to call him out and say that that was what caused a bone bruise on John Morant. Come on. I'm a Grizzlies fan and John Morant fan, but that's just BS. Robbie, I thought that series was just getting the attention, the eyes on John Morant that he deserved. For him to be gone, it's kind of heartbreaking to me. Well, yeah, I mean – you had the best player, or at least one of the best players in that series, um, really showed himself against Steph Curry and uh, Clay Thompson. Like, look, man, there's no debate. Uh, John Morant's a stud, and he's one of the best players in the NBA. And on this showcase, and like going against it, like 45, 47 points, man, he's ready. And my hope is that he, he loves Memphis as much as Memphis loves him and that he Memphis will stay. Him, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, this, this was, he's going to, he's young. He's going to learn um, throughout the regular season. You probably can't throw your body in those kind of situations so much. You can't just keep leaping and falling on the floor. So, be more, um, I guess, acrobatic or just whatever whatever the word is, but just keep moving around bodies. Stop getting in collisions and stop and start making layups. Um, he's got every skill you need in this league, and he's going to be great. And I think Memphis has a good chance of hanging on to him. But yeah. This bone bruise, bad news, and yeah, I mean the, the Grizzlies are done, and that's okay because you advance and you lose. Look, look, the Grizzlies are not good enough without Jaw to win. So, no, they're not. And backs and go home. Um, it's a great season, and but I will say the future is bright. He's he's a stud, a stud in this league. He's he got. He's he's arguably. I heard it today. I was listening to uh, a, one of the ESPN shows that said no one at six two ever did what John Morant does at six two above the rim. But yeah. they're they're concerned, and we'll address that real quick. And Robbie, I'll come right back for you. Was they made the example of Zion and Jaw, uh, two of the arguably best players in that class. Zion is eating his way quickly out of the NBA. Does John need to remake his body a little bit, Robbie, if he's going to play that way? Well, so what you said was a great example. And so to me, 
Um, and you guys are Randall, you're a little older, Brandon's my age. Um, to me, the greatest basketball player I ever saw um was Magic Johnson. And then LeBron came along, and LeBron was a future Magic Johnson. Um Jaw to me looks like a future Allen Iverson, a more in shape, a more scripted kind of workout person than what Allen Iverson was. Allen Iverson to me was one of the greatest scorers of the basketball in NBA history for his sport, his size, mm-hmm. his his game. So I think Jaw has that potential. He just leaps more and he falls more. If he gets that jump shot, he's bigger and stronger. And so I I equate that to uh, if Allen Iverson was magic, uh, Ja could be, could be, not quantified, can't, is yet. He could be the LeBron to uh, the Ja. That is very good uh, analysis. I think what we miss is the miracle that – Iverson survived all those years being hammered. And Iverson is a former prep quarterback that could have played probably NFL football as a quarterback. Does yeah. it does it concern you? And, and I'm going to make a comparison to a player I think he's very much alike in a second. Does it concern you, Brandon, that he's played so far above the rim at 174 pounds? That's a lot. And, and he has no meat, basically, or on his body protecting. No, not at all. Um, my concern is work ethic here. And as of yet, he, he is, or as of now, he has shown it. Uh, you know, he's working his butt off and, and trying to get there. But you look at the difference between an Allen Iverson, um, Shaquille O'Neal, like even – Compare it to like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan work ethic, uh, LeBron James work ethic. Like it comes down to that. And I think the potential's there. They could be in the same conversation as, you know, some of the greatest players we've ever seen. Um, I think it's going to come down to that. But, you know, can he put on a few more pounds? Yeah. Will he jump as high? I don't know. You know, like, I think he plays well within his body right now. I, I agree, though. I think he's got to get a little bit more chill during the season and not be full throttle all the time. Um, but right now he's young. He, I mean, he's a kid. He's trying to trying to prove that he's one of the best in the NBA, which he is. Uh, but I think that comes with wisdom and experience in time that you'll learn that, yeah, you don't have to necessarily – you know, fly that high or do these huge dunks and just, you know, do a normal whatever and score score the basket. So I think that's experience. And I think if the work work ethic's there, he's going to be – he's already a superstar, but he's going to be, like, in history books of one of the greatest players we've got to witness. So the – Oh, my wife is knocking the door right now. Yeah, I was like, I thought that was well said. But, you know, yeah, no, no. At his size, here's his injury list. Ain't, uh, 
October 2019, ankle. November 2019, back. These are all where he's missed games. November 2019, back spasms. December 2019, back. Uh, December 28, uh, 2020, ankle. Uh, May of 2021, back. Uh, November of 21, health and safety protocol. That was probably COVID. Uh, January of 22, thigh. February of 22, foot. February of 2022, ankle. And then May of 2022, knee. Now, their, their conversation, I'm going to steal it, and I'm going to let you run with it, that they had on ESPN that really concerned me for John Morant. His stats, his size, his abilities are very similar to Derrick Rose, who at three years into the, his NBA career had missed hardly any games, played very similar to John Moran as in he played as a, a undersized point guard, full speed. Uh, John Morant may have more control of his body than even Derrick Rose did because Derrick Rose always felt herky-jerky. John Morant, silky mm-hmm. smooth. Of course, after his third year, uh, and he was the MVP, took the Bulls to the finals, those injuries started adding up to on Derrick Rose. If you're Memphis, or you as a fan, is do you start now at this point in his career giving him nights off on back-to-backs, treating him as the superstar as he is? Brandon, your thoughts? I mean, because Derrick Rose was his – Derrick Rose, to me, was as dominating a point guard for three years that we have seen since Allen Iverson. Uh, I, yeah, I, I agree with that statement. Um, I think it's situational right now. Um, you look at back then uh, in the Magic era, Jordan, Kobe, you know, how many of those players would have been on the injury list that actually played through it compared to these days? Now everyone's so protective of their asset and there's all these protocols and, you know, blah, 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 whether or not the the player's ready to go or not. Um, It used to be back in the day, if you feel fine, you want to play, you're in. And and now it's not the case. Um, So I think you see a lot higher injury rate on players like that, especially the star ones that they're very protective of. And I think that plays a factor, not necessarily saying that they're not injured or or need to sit. Um, But I think that's a kind of a gap in generations right there, what we're going through. But as far as sitting games right now, I mean, why, why would you, Um, I, I get, throttling back a little bit or maybe if it's I don't know I'm, I'm kind of I guess I'm hypocritical on this topic right now. <laughs> but, uh, yes you want to preserve your star players but at the same time it's just a different era now and people are overly cautious I think um, on certain situations I'll leave it at that a good good point about Grant Hill put a stop but Grant Hill playing on that broken ankle basically ruined his career. 100% agree with you, Howie. Yeah. Robbie, 
We've now discovered exactly how long 45 minutes it is. Three subjects, all we can get out. So we'll pick Apple up next week. Go ahead and, and give us what I can see, John ja Moran, on your mind now. Well, I, I kind of just think of this like Kevin Durant philosophy. Like, man, I get paid to play basketball. I play basketball. If I get hurt, I get hurt. I, like, I just play. Like, I don't get this whole like, oh, sit people out. Like, that, that's what they're paid to do. Like, like, we're paid to do what we do. Like, we're paid to, to work. Like, is it stressful? Is it hard on our bodies? Is it tough? Like, yes. We get paid to do that. Like, I just don't get this whole workload management. Like, it doesn't, it, it's made up. It doesn't affect, it, like, does it only affect the NBA players? Because it doesn't affect football players, doesn't affect soccer players, doesn't affect baseball players. It's just this NBA kind of made up thing. So, no one gives me a break. Uh, I'm going to work tomorrow. I have a two-day trial. It's fine. Like, yeah, no one cares. No, they yeah, don't. you're paid to play, like you said. Yeah. And the biggest thing it hurts is the ticket buyers that came to watch that player play, and they sit out that game. So, you're right. All right, guys, 45 minutes. We got it in. Uh, got through three. We'll of bet the your nuts. Do what? We'll bet your nuts. Maybe to end it. I, I was going to go. I actually have a reference. For bet your nuts. One year ago, this very week, the first ever bet your nuts on the station was presented. So for the one year anniversary, I think we got to have at least one apiece out of all of us. So, Brandon, you called it. Let's hear what you got. I got tomorrow night NBA playoffs. I think the Heat close it out in Philly. Um, Embiid's hurt. He's trying to play through it. Uh, he's just not his 100% self. He can't see the basket as well with that mask on. Um, they are plus two and a half. Uh, to be safe, probably take the points as my bet you're nuts. Plus two and a half, but I would sprinkle a little on the money line. I think they close it out. Nice, nice, very nice. I'm going to give you one that is not going to happen until May 15th. And he got rocked last night, and that'd be Kyle Wright of the Atlanta Braves. Kind of got rocked in Boston. His next start will come at San Diego against a very good San Diego team. No line is released, but I almost bet – the Braves will be about a about a 150 underdog. I don't see Kyle Wright going two two bad outings in a row. I'm gonna give you the Braves, whatever their underdog at San Diego. Kyle Wright start. Give me the Braves, win the game outright. Take the money. Love it. Real quick before Robbie goes, my actual bet your nuts was tonight. It was the uh uh God, I can't even remember right now. Uh, <laughs> it was the Bucks. Yeah. Festival. Festival. I, I took the Bucks. Uh, I, had, I had a lot of money on the, the Bucks plus five, and they ended up winning the game. So, there you go. Anyway, Rob's. 
Your time, buddy. Um, so I'm not sure if I announced it last week on show or if I just text you guys in my group chain about Joe Logano winning last week. Uh, he did win. That was um, a so, Yeah, so so this week – Great call I, after the fact. I've got Martin Truex Jr., number 19, getting the green flag. He is going off at uh, 10 to 1. So put your $100 down. You win 1000 Truex Jr., number 19. Um, like him this weekend. The cars have tested quick this week. Um, and then I can, I've just started doing this myself. But if you guys want to get into more NASCAR gambling, as everyone should, you can start watching the qualifying on early Sunday morning on FS1. Not a plug because we don't like Fox. But um, yeah. That's it. And you can so, by the way, real quick. Qualifying. What? But, you gamble on the qualifying? No, no, you no, can get the speed. It's, it's, it's like when I told you guys, when I text like, it's like analytics. Analytics. When I, I, I texted you guys it. last week, the Mustangs were fast. That's why I bet Joey Logano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's where it came from. Yeah. You gotta I, watch I all day, but right? it's, I, not a, it's, I wanna, not a, it's not a show up event. It's an all day kind of thing. Here, I, I want to make a little pact with us here, and, and Roger will be included, even though he's not here right now, but he'll do it anyway. For each of our bet your nuts, we all have to put money on each other's bet your nuts. Oh, I'm we, all right with that. We need to start keeping a record and tally it up, like who's who's where, who's what, and how many units we win versus – I'm not sure you guys have ever won anything. I'll make you guys a fortune, though. I just won – a. Big one tonight. I posted it on the, the mess. I gave it a free play to all of y'all. It, you did. You did. All right, guys. You know what we need? We need an assistant, an executive assistant. You we know, do. we need to, to get off this. Let's yeah. go, Randall. Call it. First of all, happy birthday to our Happy birthday, Rash. To the no show. Setting out, having dinner with his family. Raj Meta, we love you, man. Enjoy yourself. Number two, there will be no weekend, so I'm, we may end up jumping on. We may. Who knows? It's the it's the way of the future. Shorter shows, more of them. And number three, if you've enjoyed it, and we've had a humongous spike tonight. Like and subscribe. One. Subscribe, man. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Because I told Robbie's other half of the family that he's been so recluse to. <laughs> Even if it's just like people you work for, works for you, walk up to them and say, let me see your phone. Bring up your YouTube. Hit the subscribe button on River City Media and make them to get their paycheck. Don't be a creep. Yeah. Well, I, I did it to someone in my office today, so that may have been a creep. Just joking. Just joking. I don't need no lawsuit. I got Davis Kessler Davis. For Randall Cunningham, Robbie Davis, Brandon Chain, Robbie Davis, the victorious, hail to the victor version of Robbie Davis. I know I use a Mr. Glove. Good night. God bless. We'll catch you down the road.